Project Taryag Day 87 Mitzvah Tav Kuf Nun Gimel And this is the Mitzvah which applies to someone who is called a Moetzi Shemra which means that he falsely spreads a rumor about his wife that she has been unfaithful to him and the Mitzvah is Vedotia Le'isha Kol Yamov that he has to remain married to her he's not allowed to divorce her against her will for the rest of his life. Even if she has some disability or some ailment, Mukashkin, she will have to keep her as a wife. And besides for that, as a punishment for the mighty shamer that he spoke, there would also be a chiyuf to give for Bastin to give him Malkus and to charge him a knas of a hundred seda of silver when there was a basin who was entitled to administer punishments and to charge knosses. The reason for the mitzvah is people who do crimes have to be, so to speak, chastised, rebuked, punished, and also stops people doing things like that in the future. What's the case of a mitzvah shamer? The Ramam explains. A person who comes to Bastin and he falsely accuses his wife of not being a pasula. And he claims that when he found out about it, he found out that she had been unfaithful after they had already been engaged. And he brings witnesses, which are false witnesses, to the fact that she was Mazana. Now, if it's true, and based on find the witnesses to tell the truth, then as an as a Naira Murasa, who had been unfaithful to her husband, should be Chayef Skeder. But if we find that the Adim are false, or the Adim are made into Adim Zemimim, which means the witnesses who had plotted to give false testimony against somebody, then the witnesses get the punishment they wanted to inflict on her, which means the witnesses would get scattered. And the husband who had engineered the crime would get Malchus and Bichayev to pay the Knas. And even though he only spoke here, he didn't do anything, there was no mice involved. Nevertheless, the Torah, in an exceptional circumstance, is Mechaevi Marcus. This thing only applies to a Naira, not if she's already a Bogaris, which means Klape the Chiyuv on the husband to get Marcus and to pay the Knas. However, if the lady was Mazana, regardless of how old she was, she would be Chayav Mesa. If the husband would then bring further Adim and they would testify against the, the witnesses of the girl and make them into Adim Zemimim, so that would reverse the case. And in that case, the, the girl and the witnesses that she brought, so to speak, to make the first with Adim Zemimim, all three of them would be Chayef Skeller. This means only applies in the time of the best in which would judge these cases, which is entirely the best in Mikdash. However, a mitzvah that he has to remain married to her forever would apply even to Zvanazza. And the continuation of this is the following mitzvah, Mitzvah Tafkuf Nudarad, that's the right essay. It says, Da'yuchal Lashalcha Kol Yomov, he's not allowed to stand her for his whole life, which means the same as the halacha before, it's just to bring a right essay as well as the essay. Um, in this case, that if you would, 
divorce her, he would be over on the road to say as well. Mitzvah tough kuf nun hey, and that is mitzvah on the bastin to administer skiller to someone who's high of skiller. For example, the case here of a Nairam Murasa, of a girl who's engaged and is unfaithful to her fiancé. So the Aruch is, she's high of skiller as well as the man she was with. And it's one of the four, Mrs. Basin, the most severe of the four, which are skiller, strafer, harrigan, chalik, which means stoning, burning, beheading, and strangulation. And this is the opinion of Chachamim. Rabbi Shimon argues, Rabbi Shimon holds that strafer, is more chomer than skiller, that burning is the most chomer form of mesa. The way they would do skiller was they had a platform four amas high, out of, sorry, a platform which was out of the place where the bastin was. When it came to a man, they would undress him before they stoned him, except for minimal clothing to Mechasa the Erva, and by a lady, it should be stoned with her clothing on, because it would be more an embarrassment to be undressed. The height of the base of Skidda was two stories high, and the two witnesses who had testified against the accused would climb together with him. They would tie his hands, and one of the witnesses would push him off the edge, and he would land face first on the ground. If he died from being pushed off the base of Skidda, that the mitzvah has been done, and if not, the two Adam would take a stone, which was the weight of needed two people to carry it, and they would throw it on top of him. And if that killed him, then again the mitzvah has been done, and if not, there was a mitzvah on everybody present to throw more stones at him until he would die from that. This mitzvah also only applies in the time of the base of Mikdash, when there was a basin who could judge capital cases. And if based on the overness, and didn't administer the penalty of skira to someone who deserved it, even if they used a different form of misa, they nevertheless be revital this mitzvah of giving him the skira, which is the mitzvah, the misa he deserved. Mitzvah taf kof nun vav, and that is a mitzvah not to punish somebody who was an oynist in doing avera, who was forced to do avera, or who did avera not in their own free will. We learn it from the case of Nairo Marasa, who was attacked and was Nanas, and even though the man involved is responsible and he will get killed, the public says, You can't do anything to her because it wasn't her choice to do she was forced into doing an Avera and she wasn't able to defend herself. From here we learn a principle that everybody who is forced to an action which is an Avera, we can't, we can't punish him for that. And then, in the words of the Gemara, Anus Rahman Apashra, the Torah, lets off the penalty is somebody who's an honest. And it's understood. The reason is because a person who didn't choose to do something wrong, he was compelled to do it, or he was made to do it, or it was done to him, he can't be held responsible for that. Even in the case of one of the three cardinal averas of Gilirai, Shrikhastamim, or Tzicha, or Zara. If a person is made to do the Avera, he can't be punished for that. And therefore, in the case of a Apostle, in the case of a lady who is forced into doing a Mesa of Arais, she's not responsible, she's not punished. 
the Gemara even says, even if after the process had begun, she would want to carry on, it would be called and it began as an oinus, so then she's part of from punishment. This wouldn't apply to a man. The Gemara says that the mice of a rice by a man always needs his dust and isn't a mice of oinus. And a person who's over on this lab, which means he would punish a person who's didn't have variable oinus, so the, that basin would have been over in this mitzvah, but there's no markers for it, because it could be that the dying involved who commands the, or who t- decrees that the punishment should be administered isn't considered doing a maizah. The That's the opinion of the Rambam. The Rambam disagrees and he holds this isn't a mitzvah. It's more telling us that we can't, give the punishment of a penalty of a Navera to the person who was an Aynes, but it's not a mitzvah in its own right. Mitzvah Tav Kuf Nun Zayin That's a mitzvah in the Aynes Shiyusa Anusasai which means the person was over the Isar of being Ma'anis a lady forcing her to have relations with him and she was a single lady the mitzvah is he has to marry her and he has to pay her father 50 silver coins as a knas, as a penalty, which was the amount that was given as to a as so to speak, as a ksub. The reason for the mitzvah is that the people shouldn't consider Jewish girls to be hefka, and therefore if a person wants to just use them to fulfill his own yetzahorah, and uh, he could then leave them, then there would be nothing stopping him doing it in the future. But if he understands that that's going to compel him to marry her and be responsible for, the, for his whole life and pay for her clothing and her upkeep in every way that a man is bequeathed to his wife, even if he no longer likes her, he doesn't have the ability to divorce her forever. And besides for that, he also has to pay her father the amount that was paid as a ksuba money in a normal marriage. So that would be enough of a reason to control himself and stop him doing a various of this nature. From the girl's point of view, there's a certain amount of it, that kind of consolation in the fact that now that she's been violated, she doesn't have to suffer the embarrassment of not finding a husband, and uh, she, there will be now, so to speak, that someone is bechuyev to take care of her. And that the chinuk says, "Bekudei Hashem Yisharim." That the mitzvahs of Hashem are fair. Therefore, the salach is to her benefit, which means if she or her family don't want her to marry him, we can't force her to marry him. But if she or her family and her family want him to marry her, then he can't object to that he's mechuyev to marry her. And even if she's blind or injured or has saras or any other physical disability, it doesn't make a difference. He has to marry. And he has to stay married to her. And David doesn't to give her a ksuva because a ksuva is to prevent men divorcing their wives and he's not allowed to divorce her. But if she's also going to marry, she'd be a relative or she'd be a category of a mamzeris or somebody who's not allowed to marry, so you can't have him to marry her and do no better. Similarly, if after he marries her, she's not faithful to him, so then he's not allowed to stay with her either and he'd have to divorce her. When determining if it's considered a maise or not, 
The Rambam says that if it happens in an open place, like a field, the assumption is that it was an oinus unless you know otherwise, whereas if it happened in a city or somewhere inhabited, we'll assume it was with mutual consent unless we know otherwise. The Rambam brings that the halach of paying knas only applies if his body are kedarka, the normal way, but uh, the Chiyuv disagrees that there's a Chiyuv on Kedarka and Shalai Kedarka. The Chiyuv Knas, however, is only if she's over three years old until she's a Bogaris. And Bogaris means six months after she gets the Simonim, the physical changes which come about as a Naira. And then for those six months, since she gets as original Simonim, she's called a Naira. Thereafter, she's called a Bogaris. And a Bogaris doesn't get a Knas, so there is only a Ktana, point one opinion, or a Naira who get a Knas. An alienist, which means somebody who, for whatever reason, never develops into an adult, will retain the characteristics of a child always. And they have a certain simonim to show that they're not going to develop. Also, with one get a class, or somebody who never matured physically and they're now 35 years of age, is considered an alienist if there's not another class. The rach is if the father is there, he gets a class, and if not, she gets it herself. Besides for the knas which the Torah levies on the uh, man to pay, there's also a payment of boishas, which means the embarrassment she suffered, and pagam, which is the damage was caused her. Because it's not worse than any way a person attacks somebody else, and is have to pay for the damage and the tire, the pain and the, and the embarrassment which is caused. There are certain categories of ladies who don't get knast, but nevertheless, the Chinuch says, they would still get the Bosh Sampagam. For example, a lady who's already divorced, or an alienist, like we said before, or a shaita, a person who doesn't have the full mental capabilities, or someone who's deaf, or a guyeris, or someone who's been a captive, or a freed servant girl. All of these, there's nothing of a knas, but there would still be a Chiyav of Boshes, like anybody who is Chayav Nezek of attacking another person. This mitzvah applies when regarding the paying of the knas, we obviously plan in times when there's a basin which could administer knasas, which is not practical today. But as far as the mitzvah of marrying her goes, that mitzvah would apply even today. And same thing, the next mitzvah, the mitzvah of Kufnun Ches, is the issue not to divorce her. The Pasuk says, Leyuchad HaShachal Kol Yomov, is only allowed to divorce her. That also would apply even today. If somebody who is Ma'anis lady would divorce her, he wouldn't get Malchus because he's able to remarry her. And therefore, the, the, like we saw previously in Metzos, the ability to undo the effect of the Isor would, would take away the Chi of Malchus, he'd be Mukhiyav to do that. However, a Kohen is not allowed to marry a divorcee, therefore if he would divorce her, he has no way to rectify the life that he did, and therefore the Kohen would get Malchus. If the Israel would divorce is Anusa, and then she would die before the chance to remarry her, or she'd marry somebody else, in which case he's not allowed to marry her again. So we saw previously there's a Machlokas in a case like that, if now the Chiyav Malchus would apply to him or not. And if, if the person is going to battle the Malchus, or just not Makayim it. As we saw previously, when we pass like the opinion, that if he's not able to Makayim the way to undo the Malchus anymore, then he gets then. And do the lab anymore, then you should get Marcus.
and that is that a Saris is not allowed to marry a Bas Yisrael. A Saris is somebody who has a physical injury which will prevent him being able to have children, whether it's through a person or an animal or some other physical mishap, which means anything except an illness. He's not allowed to marry a Bas Yisrael. The Pasuk says, Somebody who has been injured and his ability to have children is not allowed to marry into the Kalashem, which means marry a Jewish lady. The reason for the Mitzvah, the Chinuch explains, that the manner of kings was to make their servants into Sarisim, which means they would injure them, mutilate them in this way, and that way they wouldn't be afraid of them being in the palace. And people who wanted to be in the palace and, and benefit from the so to speak, the lifestyle of the king, would want to become a Saris to work there. But with Amakodesh, our nation of Hashem, the mitzvah is the opposite, that a person who becomes a Saris, by mean, in other words, in someone which injures himself, is also to marry by Israel, and therefore we would distance us from ourselves, so as not to be excluded from God Hashem. And therefore the Isra only applies to a person who became a Saris through some kind of human activity. However, if it was through an illness which is sent in Hashemayim, so then this reason wouldn't apply, and indeed such a person would be allowed to marry a Bas Yisrael. The three Avarim and a man which are involved in his ability to have children, any of them which are injured would make him into this category. But the Isra applies in every place in time, and if a person is over in this, and he is in the category of a Psyotak or Kroshafa, and he marries a Jewish lady, he's Chayav Malkus. Chayav is allowed to marry a Giyaris, or a freed servant girl. They are called Giyarim, or Avadim Shacharim, or not part of Kadashem. Hashem. Mitzvah, Tav, Kuf, Samach, and that is, that a Mamza is not allowed to marry a Bas Yisrael. The Bible says, Layav a Mamza of Hashem which means he can't marry a Jewish lady of healthy or kosher lineage if he's a mamza. The reason the Chinuch says that uh, a mamza and his descendants will be bad, will be roam, because it comes from a conception based on Avera and Tumah, and therefore that nature will be in the child as well, and therefore continuing the line of Amzerim with continuing that, so to speak, Tumah, with that, those, those Neshamas which would be affected by that Tumah in Klai Yisrael, and therefore Hashem distances us from that. However, the Mamzer himself could still become great. The Pasuk says, the mission says, that a Mamzer Tamil Chachem could be even greater than a Kohen Gadol if he's a Namaharitz. What makes the Mamzer, the way we Paskin, is the child born of a union which is Asur Bukharis, such as various arise, with the exception of a nidda, which is a different kind of chorus and doesn't render the marriage not a marriage. It doesn't make a difference if it was bemazed or oynes or b'shoigeg. Nevertheless, if the union was something which is forbidden with a chorus, the child is going to be a mamza. If a non-Jew would have relations with a Jewish woman, the child would be a normal Jew, not a mamza whether she's a single lady or she's Ashes Ish. And if a non-Jew or an Evid would have relations with a lady who's a Mamzeris, 
then the child will follow her also, and the child will be a mamzer as well. If a man's mamzer has relations with a guy, then the, ma- the child follows the mother and will therefore be a guy. And if he later converts, he'll be a normal Jew. Similarly, by a shifcha, if a man is a mamzer has relations with a shifcha, the child will be an avid. And if he converts, he'll have a normal dinner of a free avid. And that's why the Gemara says that there was an Eitzah for a mamzer to marry a shifcha. And then his children would be able to be free to be normal Jews and it wouldn't perpetuate the land of Amzerim. Similarly, a family of Gerim, which means both parents are Gerim, their children, even if they're born after the family converted, would still not be called Kahal Hashem and therefore mamas would be allowed to marry their children. And they would continue until that family intermarried with regular Jews, whether it's from the mother or the father. This is applies in every place in time, both the men and the ladies. And if a person is over in this, if he's a mamzer who marries a normal Jewish girl, or a, normal, a Jewish man who marries a mamzeris, so both of them get malchus, but that's only if it was through marriage. A maaseh is beer, without kiddushin, without getting married, isn't chayav malchus. According to the Rambam, however, the Almafashim like the Raiva to argue and claim that the Isser and the malchus would apply to even just the Maisibir.